A guy who on the campaign trail was reminded to refer to God Almighty as, you know, the thing. Roe says what all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded. Yeah, that's his considered opinion now. All established religions. And a guy who wants to force you to have his computer code injected in your body, quite literally force you by having in you know so-called vaccines that spread like the flu and are transmitted by mosquitoes. Uh, he has thoughts on bodily sovereignty. I'm not clear on whether or not he asked the Epstein family if they had thoughts on the bodily sovereignty of women. I guess the question is real simple. I mean, why did you continue to meet with him when you met him? He was already a convicted sex offender. Um, you know, and do you regret that? I certainly made a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. What does this all come down to? Well, it's defiance to God Almighty. There's that. But there's also the oldest technique in all of evildom. <laughs> I mean, they're not really human. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And it is exactly times like these that uh, indicate that we have to make decisions. We're making one now. It can be passive or it can be active. Soda Weight Loss is a partner of ours. It helps us propel the show. Uh, simply wouldn't exist without you and they, and I hope you take the opportunity to meet them if you know that you need to drop unwanted fat from your body. Soda Weight Loss, sodaweightloss.com. The oldest trick in the rhetorical book of evil is they're not really human. And as I'm watching the response to the Roe versus Wade leak, which was obviously purposely leaked to create uh, election turnout, dictators like Jay Inslee, who doesn't give a stinking hoot about anyone's bodily sovereignty. For the past two years, that dictator has, has strapped woke masks on little kids, leading to the record, record numbers of suicides and suicide attempts and kids getting addicted to dangerous psychotropic drugs pushed by his owners in big pharma. All of a sudden, let's talk bodily sovereignty. All across the country, you watch the coordination of the leftist portion of the party. They're all over this. You watch the limp lay down, let them be rolled over response, non-response from Team Mitch and Team McConnell as they're simply waiting for a Frank Luntz focus group, Kevin McCarthy's roommate, so that they can develop their heartfelt response to this. Do you see the flat-footedness? Because it's not from principle. None of it from them is from principle. There are some people on the left for whom abortion is the principle. Lizzie Warren is one such person. But so much of this is connected to a very long march towards their not human. Critical race theory intends to teach that white people are not fully human. That the left will call it othering. 
It is a discounting of the humanity of your neighbor. Love thy neighbor as thyself, unless that neighbor is white or white adjacent or is not sufficiently trans. So whatever that means. That's the level of evil we're dealing with. And you can see it reflected in nearly every response to the Roe versus Wade leak. All the response is me, me, me. The same people who watched the movie Titanic when poor people were kept in steerage is what the movie contended and kept in the bottom of the ship is what the movie contended. The same people who watched that and and wrote blog pieces and articles about how that showed the true nature of the us versus them society are talking about me, me, me in all of this. It is all self-focused. No greater love has man than to lay down his life for his brother. All self-focused. The opposite of that teaching of the Lord Jesus. And some of it, to be honest with you, even in this, they are so utterly unable to divorce themselves from their hysteria. And I believe it is a a hysteria firmly of people firmly uh, captured by evil. Drew Holden on Twitter calls this out. This is just a brilliant catch. He writes at the Free Beacon, New York Times. Remember when Joe Rogan got this treatment from the Mockingbird Media? Motherboard. Rogan has recovered from COVID-19 and used his show to back, um, his first show back to spread misinformation about the horse deworming drug he took. Remember that? That ivermectin was simply a horse deworming drug. There's now this. From Motherboard, the same publication that said that about Rogan, that lied and pretended that ivermectin is only good for horse deworming. It's not even the same, it's not even the same um, mix of the drug, incidentally. The human version and the horse version. Mysoprotzol is relatively easy to acquire from veterinary sources, since in addition to being medically inducing abortions, it's also used to treat ulcers in horses. They are promoting a pill that people can take to induce, pardon me, women can take to induce abortions, the same organization that pretended that ivermectin. The inventor of ivermectin awarded a uh, a Nobel Prize. That ivermectin is nothing but a horse dewormer. And Motherboard is saying, here's how to get horse medicine to induce your own abortions. Now, let us not be fools. This will happen. People will induce, women will induce their own abortions. Man, I've been trapped by the left. All of a sudden, people are pregnant. Women and girls will induce their own abortions. True fact. And the number of abortions will be reduced. And people now in a modern era where we understand how to prevent pregnancy and and, and every possible form of birth control is available often for 99 cents. So many, many techniques of birth control, incidentally, are free of charge. In a modern era where we understand this, yes, abortions would be reduced, but the era of, of, of safe and rare is over. The new abortion fanatics shout their abortions in the same way that the brown shirts shouted their assaults of Jewish people. 
and celebrated it the same way that the Khmer Rouge students screamed up against the wall before they shot people. They said it proudly because they're not talking about human beings. And Jesus wept. And the inventor of life said, wait a minute. Wait, wait. You are life. They are life. This is precious. This is not yours to take. And of course, for women who find themselves in this circumstance of, of fear, of I, 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 how can I be pregnant? I'm this young. And how can I raise a baby? And what will my parents say? And, and I've already have, I have three kids and I'm 24 years old. And, and what am I going to do with a fourth? And, and it's, a, it's yet a, another father and, or another sperm donor. And yet, yes, the fear. Bravery is not the absence of fear. It is acting in spite of the fear. And compassion is not always the easy way. Often it is the hard way. In our churches, we need to raise the banner of come here. If you face this choice, come here. We will help you in this. But Google, the great evil company that they are, they will not even let women find alternatives to abortion. Google destroys them in search engine optimization. So a woman seeking help, I am pregnant I am young. I am afraid. I do not want to kill my baby. Google destroys search engine optimization, search engine results for, for organizations who do nothing but say to women, come here. We will help you with the hospital fees. We will help you with parental training. We will help you with food. We will help you with job training. We will help you find childcare. We will help you at every step of the way. For women who seek this, they don't want them to have it. Because beyond people who have convinced themselves or been convinced <clears throat> that these babies are not human, beyond that, there are groups of people who hate the unborn because they've convinced themselves there's enough people in the world. The people who panic about the number of human beings that exist. This thought permeates so much of the elite class, but you'll notice that they are not jumping off of rooftops. You'll notice that they are not consuming poison, that they're not going to Socratic exit. I'll go, Socrates was, was told to drink that stuff, the hemlock. They're not committing suicide in mass. Why? Well, again, it goes back to what we talked about. What was it? Two weeks ago now, Klaus Schwab's guy saying we don't need most people. So yeah, why give them healthcare? We don't need them. It's the same thread. It's the same. It's, it's continuing the same thread. They're not fully human. That's why the people who block search results and try to outlaw businesses like they did in the separate country of Washington, they try very hard to outlaw any business that's an alternative to abortion. Yes, Jay Inslee is a, a terribly, horribly corrupt dictator. Yes, his wife loves to abort babies. Yes, that is, that is a focus of them. And they also are eugenicists. It's evident in their behavior. They also think you should be forced to have 
injections into your body of Bill Gates's code. They don't care about bodily sovereignty. After all, you're not fully human. You're not fully capable of understanding the greatness of them. After all, we don't even have immune systems. What else are we going to do, says the elite to the people that they think of as stupid, land-stricken turtles on our backs, begging for a worm. If I sound angry, I apologize. It is deeply, deeply disturbing to me that this trick, this phenomena works of they're not fully human. And people don't even understand really that, they're, that they've, been, they've been conned into that. This is the figurehead who has rediscovered religion. The figurehead, when he was being carted around the country and, and made to run for president, he knew he was not supposed to mention God. They told him, don't mention God, don't mention God. So when he went through the Declaration of Independence, the very famous thing Handy loves to play of, oh, you know the thing. Suddenly, Joe Biden now, in a moment of pseudo-lucidity, speaks words that at least the words are in the right order, but he's now all of a sudden a theologian. Look, think what Roe says. Roe says what all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded. That right that the existence of a human life and being is a question. Is it at the moment of conception? Is it six months? Is it six weeks? Is it is it quickening like Aquinas argued? I mean so the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard. Do you know what, um, if you get a close-up of the sperm and the egg joining in a human body and you film that, and you get very close up and you don't introduce a lot of artificial light. Do you know what? You know what happens when the egg and the sperm join? Light. It's like little lightning strikes. Let there be light. I am unfamiliar with any debate biblically where anything in the Bible indicates that life begins at any time other than when the Lord says it has begun. A man and a woman, biblically speaking, under the, the roof of marriage, have joined together and become one flesh. Because of course, Man and woman came from the same flesh, become again one flesh. I'm unfamiliar with this debate that is in Joe Biden's head. Well, there's people who have this debate. But again, when exactly did a human being gain life without conception? When exactly has a human being survived having their bodies torn apart completely. You see, it falls apart. Now, at least in that clip, Biden recognizes the personage 
of children. But he is definitely in the minority. Lizzie Warren in this clip is walking out of where well, she was in front of the Supreme Court where a bunch of people were screaming and yelling. Lizzie Warren is being helped along, held by her elbows by two staff members so that the great lady doesn't stumble and fall. And the great lady is so upset when a press member asks her, now listen so very closely because the press feeds her her line. I'm not saying that Liz Warren doesn't come out and say her own things, but the press feeds her her line. No, I am angry. Angry and upset. Angry and upset and determined. The United States Congress can keep Roe versus Wade, the law of the land. They just need to do it. I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be. This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. 69% of people across this country, across this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people want Roe versus Wade to maintain you as the law of the land. The womb, we need to we're do no, we're not And going we to have a right. Extremists, we've heard enough from the extremists. She is, yeah, visibly upset, enraged. What will have changed? Unless you are speaking of rape or incest, what will have changed? There is going to be and will be separate countries with on this continent, like California and like Washington State, which are absolutely nothing to do with the United States Constitution or America. The Civil War is, it's, a, it's been a cold civil war with hot moments, but make moment, no mistake, there is no United States. We are Europe. With, with, with this battle over, are we going to have a king or are we just going to have this, this insane divorce where we still live together? So what exactly would change for non-rape victims or victims or, or non-victims of incest? And yeah, I know there's still life. Babies born of rape or, or, or conceived in rape are still life. I understand that. I believe it's a whole different dynamic for the woman. And I believe it involves an entirely different approach for us as Christians, which is to speak continually about the purpose of pain, to speak continually about how the Lord Jesus and God the Father are able to draw from great, great pain and great imposition and great suffering, great outcomes, and how this selfless love for another, this giving of your life for another, was modeled on the cross it was modeled by the apostles. This, this lack of knowledge, this lack of understanding. For instance, the moments, the time of Pentecost, when Peter gave his first sermon and the other apostles spoke and suddenly they were speaking in these other languages. 
and everyone around there, 5,000 people there, and they were all hearing the apostles in their own language. And they were saying in this impassioned way, like the, the, the apostle Peter was saying, you know Christ was crucified. You know he was raised from the dead. You know he performed miracles. You know he performed signs and wonders. You know he fed the 3,000 or the 5,000. You saw these things. You saw him raised. You know this happened. You know it did. And he spoke of this and he was right because the contemporaries, the people there had seen, many of them had seen the miracles or knew people who had. Many of them had seen the risen Christ. He appeared to 500 people at one time. Many of them saw this. They, they felt the earthquake. They saw that it got dark. They saw all these things. And at that time, there were 3,000 people who were baptized on that day. That is forgotten knowledge. So these young women who face the brutality of rape, who have their bodily sovereignty stolen from them by sick and violent men are left to be what shamed hurt harms i would find it very very difficult to tell a woman who'd been raped you must give birth i would find it nearly impossible i would not find it impossible to sit with her and say dear god what has happened to you i am so angry and and our savior what he allowed himself to go through, what he allowed himself to feel was for us. You could say his life was aborted and he was reborn and people saw it. And he's asking you to love in that way. He is telling you that loving in this way, giving your life for another is the way, the truth, and the life. I could have that conversation. It'd be difficult, but I could have it. But that would require thinking of people as human. We are given these bodies by the Lord, loaned these bodies. Really, and it is treating the body like a temple. Uh, and it can happen so very quickly. I'm talking about soda weight loss. It can, it, it seemingly happens overnight. I will tell you when I figured out that I really needed to jettison fat. And maybe this has happened to you. Maybe you can relate to this. Um, I saw myself on video. It was back in the day we were raising money, going around the country um, and meeting with analysts who wanted to take our internet radio company public. Silly, stupid, foolish me. I thought, well, we can't do that yet. We don't have the revenues necessary to build a public company. I should have just played the game and said, oh, yeah, let's spin this baby out and I'd be a billionaire on fake money. But I saw myself on video and I had to stop and look, who is that? Dear God in heaven, that's me. And seemingly overnight, all of a sudden, I was aware of all this unwanted fat on me. And I started to look at the pants I was buying. I, I, I had to go to the big and tall shop. So did my dad. It's not a judgment on character. Now, I wasn't saying, who am I as a man? I was saying, who is this? What's this body? What is this 150 pounds of, of fat on me? I can remember not being able to shop anymore like a Sears. Really, honestly. Have you been there? 
See, Soda Weight Loss works with people, SOTAweightloss.com, that have that 20 bothersome pounds to lose. But man, I want to talk to you. If you have that 150 pounds to lose, it's, it's like it got there overnight, isn't it? It didn't. It's five pounds a week. It adds up over the years, and there it is. What if it's five pounds a week in reverse? See, the thing about Soda Weight Loss is they're going to tell you, given your lifestyle, the way you eat, your age, your activity level, how long it will take you to jettison, to drop this unwanted fat from your body. And because they're so good at this, they stand for state of the art. If you stick with the program, my prediction is it will be exactly that for you. Nearly 6,000, or was it now 7,000 ratings? Now it's nearly 6,000. 4.8 stars out of five on average. It's sodaweightloss.com, sodaweightloss.com. Start it now. And where will you be in even six months? Sodaweightloss.com. So Lizzie Warren is very, very angry, but what exactly will change? Since babies aren't human in the minds of so many of these people, for whom it is all about them, what would materially change if Roe versus Wade was in fact struck down from the Supreme Court? You could still fly to California. They're going to pay for your airplane, pay for your hotel stay. I would be surprised if you don't get bonus tickets at Disney. You know what doesn't change? These, these factors. You tell me when the innocent party steps into this. You make the decision. I want to date. You make the decision. I'm going to organically meet people through a church or through a, a Christian group or through work, or I'm going to swipe right and swipe left on a, on a phone, or I'm going to go out to a bar and dance. Okay, choice. Quality of people. I mean, if you're going to a church, you're not going to meet perfect people <laughs> far from it. You meet some praying sinners. You meet some people who try very hard to not sin and still do. And you'll also meet some people who are well on their way to improving themselves in a material sense, in, in, in an important sense. You go to bars, sure, you can run into some nice people. You're also going to run into a lot of guys who are simply there to, to have sex in a car. True fact. You go to gyms, okay, you meet some quality people at gyms. So those are an array of choices. So you meet someone. Okay, now if you swipe right, I don't know, swipe right, swipe left. I don't know which is accepted date or not. So however you meet the person, now you have this choice. You meet this person. See the choice, 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 this person, this person, this person, this person. You meet this person and you connect and you think now, okay, this person is entertaining and this person is good looking, but it's also the first date. And people put on their best behaviors for the first date. Sometimes for a very, very long time, they put on the worst behavior. But now you could make this decision. I am not going to become sexual until I marry or not. You could say, hey, sex feels good. I want to have some. Okay, so you make that decision. And let's say that, that both of you agree. Yes, yes, yes. Let, let us have sex. I understand it doesn't really happen this way that you kiss and it becomes romantic and you don't stop. And I'm not, I'm, I've, I've, I've always been a prude old man hiding up in a cabin with my wife. I understand the way things progress. All right, but then you make that decision. Okay, so, so we're, hey, we're going to do this. But wait a minute, should we use contraceptive? That's a choice. And yet, right now, there's no innocent party involved. Pardon me, there's only two innocent parties involved. 
you're still making choices. You can have a conversation of, oh gosh, we don't have any contraceptives and hey, but we could do this. Every, I, I, I hate to be blunt and rude or, or overly obvious, but how many of us have not had this conversation? If you've never had this conversation, I admire you greatly because it meant you wait until marriage. And there's probably people in this audience who did just that. But even my most faithful friends, even many of my most faithful Christian friends, Christ needers and believers from early, early on have made the mistake, seeming mistake of slipping into a sexual relationship and having a baby. It happens. We're human. We err. But there's the choice. There's the choice. There's the choice. And this is the part that is lost and purposely lost to the minds of people who are so furious about Roe versus Wade that at some point or another, it ceases to be a choice that affects no one else. It becomes a choice that affects another permanently. You speak of my body, my choice. You watch a baby attempt to block the abortionist tools. You watch the baby attempt to run away from the vacuum or the needle or the acid or the tool that's going to tear its legs off. Watch the baby say, my body, my body, my body. But for so many years, clumps of cells And it has worked. It has worked. And I read some of the tweets. We'll get to some of these because it reveals something else about this, the, 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 the blatant hypocrisy. This is a conversation from CNN. And it goes on and on and on. Newsbusters compiled this. Listen to the rights of the people they're talking about. These are the same people who speak of the most marginalized. These are the same people who speak of this affects the people of color the most. This affects um, the brown and black people, the BIPOC people the most. They're constantly posturing as to care about the least of these constantly. But listen here to the focus of every bit of concern about their rights. And remember that choice, the choice, the choice, the choice. Anytime you could have said, nope, I'm not going to have sex until I'm married. Nope, not going to do it unless we have firm contraception. Nope, not going to do it unless we have backup contraception. You can make all sorts of decisions and then the baby is created and there's that lightning strike. Let there be light. And now there is life. Not potential life. Now you have life at the beginning point because God Almighty said, let there be light. And there is light. Between the sperm and the egg, there is light. Now there's a third party involved. Now you actually have the least of these. As you treat the least of these, so you treat me, said the Lord Jesus. But listen to the concerns. Whose rights are they talking about? Did someone force someone to date? Did someone force someone to not use contraception? Did someone force someone to have sex before marriage? Did someone force you to swipe right? Oh, we'll get to Bill Gates. He went to hang out with a child rapist. 
and a child sex trafficker who did force young women into sexual circumstances, into being raped. But Bill is up in arms about the bodily sovereignty of women and their healthcare decisions. The guy who wants to loose a whole bunch of mosquitoes around the world, carrying his computer code, he wants to stick in you because he wants to stick it in you. Because after all, I mean, he's Bill Gates and what are you, a clump of cells? Same man who wants to block the sun. I'll get to this, um, the CNN piece. Because you listen to their focus. They're talking about the rights, but, 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 but a third party has entered into this. Then we'll get to the comparison of all the Democrats now demanding a revolution, an insurrection, a takeover of the government, wondering, hey, where is the, uh, where's the FBI? Where's the DOJ? We need, to, we need to lock some people up, put them away for a long, long time. No, I haven't had too much bone frog coffee today. And as a matter of fact, I've had just enough. I got a note from a listener, Lynn. Dear Todd, my husband bought me bone frog coffee for my birthday. I opened it up and squealed with joy. I felt like a little girl. Now, I tried the coffee. I squealed with joy. I felt like an older woman who loves fantastic coffee. I was glad to get Bone Frog because my husband and I enjoy listening to your podcast together. We put it on in stereo. We listen to you in the morning, just like we used to listen to your radio show. He and I have discussions about what you say. So I wanted to support the show. I also loved the interview with Tim Cruikshank, the founder of Bone Frog Coffee. I hope I spelled his name the right way. No, Lynn, you didn't. But that's okay. It's a tough name to spell. It's not even close, but that's okay. That's okay. I promise Tim is not going to mind. He's used to it. But when I tasted the coffee, I squealed with joy like an older woman as I wrote, because it's everything you said it is. Your daughter has a talent for picking out coffee. This does have nuance. It does have layers. It is a sophisticated coffee. I cannot wait to serve this for the birthday party I'm throwing for myself. When you're 60 years old, you get to do that. Throwing a birthday party for myself this weekend. My sisters, sisters in law, and friends are coming. I cannot wait to serve all the different roasts of Bone Frog Coffee. Bless you and bless Tim. I heard you mention that he has some challenges in life. We're praying for him. Todd, God Country Team. Lynn got the subscription pack. You can too. The only place to get it and the only place you get the 5% discount for life is bonefrog.us. It's bonefrog.us. The only place you can get the lifetime 5% discount on the subscription package. Here is the people. Here are the people on CNN. See if you can figure out if they have any concern for the rights of the least of these. There are many rights that are protected that we as citizens enjoy, many freedoms and rights that are not we explicitly mentioned in citizens. the Constitution. And my biggest fear my. is that this is not the end. This is the beginning of the evisceration of many of the rights we enjoy today, such as the right to privacy or the right uh, to contraception. My also uh, big fear, Christine, is that this opinion affirms that women don't have control or agency over their reproductive health, over the rights to make choices about their bodies, and thereby really? regulating women to second-class citizens. Just said a the whole right bunch of choices. Uh, that is described in Roe v. Wade is the, the the basis is the right to privacy. 
which is implicit, according to Roe v. Wade, in several different constitutional provisions. It's the same right, the right to privacy, that the court recognized in saying states can't ban married couples from buying birth control. It's the same provision that they said states can't ban consensual sodomy between people of the same sex or different sexes, that there are certain regions of people's lives that the legislatures may not legislate in. This is a constitutional right. Yeah, it's not. But what people? The government said we can't stop two adults from committing sodomy or copulating, however you want to say it. Okay, it's two adults. Did they come and say we can't stop a man from raping a woman? No, because an innocent party. Now they're close to that. Yeah, I mean, if you're a woman in the California prison system and a man who pretends he's a woman wants to come and rape you, you're going to be told to shut up. That's after all, that's not a penis. That's a lady penis. The absurdity of all of this is so striking and so satanic and so utterly evil. Yes, but bodily sovereignty. So they said, yes, two adults can engage in this sexual activity and the government can't stop it. Now, you can call that right to privacy. That's a weak argument. You know what it is? It's the, it's the freedom of association. That's not a weak argument because, by the way, that is an actual constitutional right. We have the freedom of association. It's stated. But not the freedom to rape another. The error in all of this is it's not about the rights of the adults. There is a third party. Do you have a right to kill that third party? That's the question. That third party's rights to pursue life, liberty, and happiness is hard to do when their head is pulled off their body in utero. The only choice in this is do you kill or not kill? Because the other choices no one is taking from you, which is why I began the discussion by recognizing the different circumstances of rape and incest. That is a person doing unto another against their will. And again, how I would approach that. It's me, 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 me. Mine, mine, mine. Long time coming. None of it changes. See, what changes for the left is they can't force you anymore. Right? There's never, no one in the United States was unable to get married in a same-sex ceremony. No one. Anyone who wanted to get married in a same-sex ceremony could. That was never the point. The point was they needed to do unto you. You have to go. You have to take your bodily sovereignty and shove it. If you make cakes, you have to celebrate gay weddings. If you make art, you have to make art that celebrates gay weddings. You have to give up your bodily sovereignty to do that because I have a right to force you. None of this appears. And again, it's the dehumanization. Again, it is they, well, they're not fully human. I mean, after all, they're Trump-supporting, redneck, uh, toothless, bitter-clinging idiots. And Jesus wept. 
Yeah, I, 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 I have had girlfriends who've had abortions. And they've told me about them. We'll get to a song review about that. There's a song most people, many people don't understand. It's about abortion. It's beautiful and it's haunting and it's empty. I don't know a woman who didn't give that decision incredible consideration. But that's not what it's about anymore. It's not even about consideration. It's about celebration. And that raises the stakes and changes the level of discussion because that's where this is at now. Now, shifting gears a little bit, something else that is so instructive in this is watching now people like Bill Gates suddenly care about bodily sovereignty. Bill Gates tweeted the same thing. All these people tweet the same exact verbiage. The same thing all the Democrats said. He went and talked about 50 years, 50 years of precedent. Imagine my shock when I woke up and saw that they're going to take away 50 years of precedent. I was, uh, I was shocked uh, to wake up uh, to the news this morning. Uh, a uh, reversal of a Roe versus Wade would set us back uh, 50 years um, and disproportionately impact the most vulnerable women in society. Um, I support a woman's right to make their own decisions about their health care, he wrote. Uh, well, uh, yes, I'm going to be releasing mosquitoes around the planet that have a, what we would call, it's, um, it's a foundational architecture for some um, mRNA code that proved to be very, very efficient in fighting COVID. And these mosquitoes are going to fly around the, the world and they're going to stick it in you. And I, I, I'm going to stick my code in you whether or, not, whether or not you like it. Don't you also have plans to block the sun? Well, yes, but only in certain areas where, where I've determined that people are too tan and I'm, I'm going to block it there. But we have to get over this idea idea uh, that we've developed in the West that 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 your bodily sovereignty uh, overall is, is is more important than the lives of people sitting next to you on an airplane. They're, they're stripped naked. He is a naked liar. He doesn't give a hoot about someone's bodily sovereignty. He doesn't give a hoot about us. People who give a hoot about people don't say I'm going to stick my computer code into you whether or not you like it. He doesn't get to talk about bodily sovereignty. Do you remember when they were going after Marjorie Taylor Greene? <laughs> you remember this? Th th these moments, this was, we talked about this last week. They went after Marjorie Taylor Greene about Independence Day. You've seen the movie Independence Day, right? I've seen it before. It's a great movie, right? <laughs> I, I think it's probably a great movie. I haven't watched movies in a long time, but from what I remember, it's a great movie. This is the one about the aliens who come to the world, and then there's a big battle on July 4th to ward them off, right? You are giving us quite the entertainment today. Thank you. Okay. Um, and there's a scene in that movie where the president, the guy who's playing the president of the United States, addresses the fighter pilot. And, th and they play the movie for her and, and her, their whole point is you were using this, this movie to inspire people to come and take over the Capitol. That's what you were doing, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And she has a great answer. She says, I don't find popcorn. I don't, it's, I'm not a popcorn and politics person. I don't find politics entertaining and entertainment like you do. 
And I'm not, as you suggest, this movie had nothing to do with me saying what I said, which is revolution. Well, let's look at what's not being called out by the same people. Then I got more for Bill Gates, a lot more for Bill Gates. He sat down and talked about Jeff Epstein. Bulwark Capital Management, my friend Zach Abraham, um, has a unique approach to the world of financial management. First of all, it comes from his faith, um, a steward of other people's money. And I mean, he's certainly not the only Christian in the financial management world, capital management world, truly. Zach, though, had the experience of boom, hitting bottom. He had it when he was a young man working for other people, and it just—it was happenstantial. It wasn't anything that he was doing. He was an employee at the time, and he joined this firm, and then there's the housing thing, and this firm, and there was another thing in the economy. And Zach finally stepped back and said, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why am I trusting this to anyone but God Almighty? He and his wife, many, many years ago, put together Bulwark Capital Management, and he consulted friends and families, got family who have dealt with money for a very, very long time. And he built it around his faith, being a good steward of other people's money, but then this, risk management. Okay, it's a risk management strategy. He works with so many people close to retirement. And in an inflationary time like this, Zach is absolutely convinced that the 60-40 stock bond mix we were all brought up on, he believes it's completely outdated. And you'll notice Zach comes on with us every single Friday. He speaks with truth and candor about what's going on in the financial world and about what the, the evil people are doing, what the people who are less evil, what the people who are doing are just fools and following the herd. And he involves himself in every portfolio. Zach reviews every portfolio. Now, he's a big company. He's a successful company based on all these beliefs. If you have a financial manager now, okay, you want to call and check out Zach as an option. If you don't, and you're trying to do it on your own, man, I hope you'll call and I hope you'll talk to them and see if they can't help you. Okay. 866-779-RISK. It's Bulwark Capital Management. Call, tell them you heard it on the podcast. You want to talk to them about this. It's 866-779-RISK, or you can go to knowyourriskradio.com. It's a reminder that investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. And Zach is going to be joining us um, at our event coming up May 20th, less than 15 days from now, two weeks. Tickets are only 20 bucks. They're at the ToddHermanShow.com. The topic is, will God rescue America? And the opportunity is not just to sit and watch a speech. And I, I hope it's going to be a great one. My friend Julie is speaking as well. So is Zach. It's also an opportunity to gather with a whole bunch of people who listen to this podcast. And in the separate country of Seattle, in Little Babylon, how cool will it be to meet 500, 600, maybe 1,000 fellow conservative Christians? 630 to 830 p.m. slash events. And then 830 to 9 we'll visit. So they went after Marjorie Taylor Greene about Independence Day and, and, and made her watch a clip from the movie and suggested that she was playing from the movie when she was saying that she wanted people to go perform an insurrection and she batted the questions away masterfully. 
What are we seeing now? Julie Kelly is tracking the comparison to January 6th and what is happening now in Washington, D.C. There's a whole bunch of people who are gathered on government property, apparently inside the barriers, apparently inside the police lines. You know how many people are still to this day, they're still tracking down people who paraded, who aren't even charged with vandalism, aren't even charged with trespassing. They're charged with illegal parading on January 6th. They're tracking them down. She provides one such example, the charging papers of someone they just tracked down. Julie writes this about the scene of people apparently where you're not supposed to go. Clearly a violation of 1512 C2. Where is the DC US attorney? Indeed, where is the DC US attorney? We know this is Black Lives Matter too. They get to do whatever they want. The calls to riot are coming out and it's coming out in code word. That's what we're told. We were told that Donald Trump By saying the following, Peter Navarro releases a 36-page report alleging election fraud more than sufficient to swing victory to Trump. He provides a link. A great report by Peter, statistically impossible to have lost the 2020 election. Big protest in D.C. on January 6th. Be there. We'll be wild. That was said to have caused the riots. That was said to have caused the violence. That was said to have done that. This tweet, Julie writes, was repeatedly cited in court documents as evidence that Trump encouraged people to come to D.C. to launch an insurrection. This is tame compared to the tweets we're seeing today by the VP and Dem lawmakers. So like what? Okay, like this. Cami Harris. This is the time to fight. This is the time to fight for women in our country with everything we have. My statement on the Supreme Court decision draft on Roe versus Wade. Fight. Did you say fight? Fight. Code word. Insurrection. Arrest her. She also said, women, how dare you recognize the existence of women? You're sick. Transphobe. Sick. Silence is violence and words are violence. Andy, no. Points this out on Twitter. Is a candidate for Florida Attorney General calling for an insurrection? A revolution is a successful insurrection. Yeah, Daniel Ufielder wrote on Twitter, it's time for a revolution. And then, of course, they mentioned earlier, the horse drugs are now a good thing. But when they're the actual humans... And their frustration is not access to abortion because the separate countries are still going to provide it. Their frustration is you don't have to live in an abortion state. Their frustration is they will fail to force you to pay for it. Their frustration is that it's called out for what it is. It is deeply uncomfortable to be found out to be killing babies. Deeply uncomfortable. That's what's been found out. They can't stand the spotlight on this. Oh, yeah. The spotlight. Evil likes to operate in the shadows. 
Bill Gates wants to stick his code in you against your will. Bill Gates successfully got a $7.6 billion profit, not revenue, but profit for Pfizer in the last quarter. Profit by forcing people, conning people, shaming people, threatening people to get shot up with mRNA trash, suddenly cares about bodily sovereignty. Evil operates best in darkness. It's right out here in the light. And the left prefers it in the darkness. Samantha Gunthrie, to her great credit, actually asked Bill Gates about Jeff Epstein. Listen very closely to this and see if this man who cares so much about the bodily sovereignty of whatever a woman is, listen very closely and see if Bill Gates is contrite or repentant. Um, I have to ask you about Jeffrey Epstein. Melinda Melinda mentioned that that was one of the strains, your relationship with him. And, um, you know, why? I guess the question is real simple. I mean, why did you continue to meet with him when you met him? He was already a convicted sex offender. Um, You know, and do you regret that? I certainly made a huge mistake, uh, not only meeting him in the first place, but uh, I met with him a number of times. Uh, I had a goal of raising money for global health. I didn't realize that in a meeting with him almost downplayed uh, the incredibly awful things he did. You know, I learned more about that over time, but, uh, you know, I'd add that to the list of big mistakes, including, you know, where... Melinda's advice was sound, and I, I should have followed it sooner than I did. And you never saw anything where you thought, this doesn't feel right. Melinda kind of had a visceral reaction the first time she met him. No, he was a, a bad person. Uh, and, you know, uh, I had a reason that I thought those meetings would lead to something good, but uh, I shouldn't have done them. I mean, and it's just by the means. I mentor a man who took advantage. He he didn't rape and didn't put hands on, but still took advantage of a young woman, a, a child, not a young woman, a child, 25 years ago. I had to pray so hard. Can I do this and not hate him? He's a very sad man. He is trying very hard to not go back to jail. He's a very smart man. He wept the last time we spoke about things that he has done. Tears streaming down his face. He knows. Gates met with a rounding error. Financially speaking, Epstein was a rounding error. He was at nothing in money compared to the circles in which Gates runs. There's something much deeper. Jeffrey Epstein was a eugenicist. Jeffrey Epstein wanted to use his genetics, his sperm, to create a new race of human beings. 
a superior race. He was fascinated with transhumanism. That's the brotherhood. One day that'll be found out. That's the brotherhood. That's what Jeff wanted out of Bill. Hey, Bill, what happened on the island? There's a song that the first few times I heard it, I didn't think I heard it the right way because it couldn't be that an artist would write a song about abortion. And this guy is pretty lefty. I think definitely into the forced injections. I think the shows that he was doing was he was going to force people to show their injection documentation. So I'm not here to say that he's any sort of great political thinker, but I listened to this song and it's a song called Brick. First of all, I'm a big fan of stark music like this, the doubled vocals. I'm a big fan of the way the band plays behind this with a, a subdued tone. It's after all a trio. But I'm also a fan of the raising and lowering of the production as you go through, not the standards, but again, the doubling of the vocals, the, the uh, subtlety of the harmonies. I'm a fan of the constrained melody in this, that it is not particularly a soaring melody. It starts to soar, but it constrains itself. It's like it sinks itself. So thematically, the song works for me where the lyrics are tied to the theme and the theme to the music. And it is a haunting song. And Ben Folds from Ben Folds 5 has confirmed this is a song about a high school girlfriend who had an abortion. Again, it's called Brick. some clothes on in the dark the smell of cold car seat is freezing the world is sleeping I am numb up the stairs to her apartment on the couch Mom and Dad went down to Charlotte They're not home to find us out And we drive Now that I've found someone I'm feeling more Now that he's found someone, he's feeling more alone than he ever has before. He's She's a brick and he's drowning slowly. That's part one. It's this. 
I hope you can hear the lyrics here. It's this that I listen to time and again. He talks about being in the parking lot, walking around and, and selling some gifts that he got to pay for this and buying her some flowers. And, and I'm getting, wait a minute, she's having an abortion. And then he confirms it with this line. And it's brutally honest. They call her name at 7.30. I pace around the parking lot. And I walk down to buy her flowers. And sell some gifts that I got. Can't you see? It's not me. So what he says there is, can't you see, it's not me you're dying for. Yeah, it was. No, Ben, it was. If that was you, just as if it had been me, it it would have been us. We would have reversed What the Lord Jesus said, no greater love has man than to lay down his life for a brother. We would have said to a little tiny baby, I'm busy and I'm young. I'm not ready to be a dad. I, I, I need you to die for me. That's the reality. And that's the national divorce that I believe God Almighty is setting afoot. I believe God is splitting the nation. And to make it very, very clear, here's your baby killing states, here's your non. And it means big implications for where we choose to live. This is the Todd Herman Show. Always appreciate you hitting the share button, sharing this with friends. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and let us always hate the sin and love and value and embrace and pray for and love again seven times, 77 times. The people who make this mistake. We love you. We worry for you. We pray for you and for your unborn child.